Yo, everyone. Welcome back to episode 11 of Spreading the News. I am one of your hosts, Chase Carucci, and we are here with Brian. Welcome back. Brian, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? You know what, man? I'm a little disappointed on our Yanks. A little in bit our different. Yanks, yeah. We'll get we'll get into that. But overall, I'm having a, having a solid weekend so far. Danny, how you doing, kid? We're here with Danny today. How you doing, Danny? What up? Yeah, I'm good. Danny, <laughs> that uh, intro that intro was definitely a lot better. That was Chase's second attempt at it. The first one, he sounded like a bum. So that's so sad that you'd say that about me. Really <laughs> throwing him under the bus there. Throwing me under the bus. He tried to hide it, but it has to be out there. Danny, how's your weekend been going? Your Memorial Day yeah. weekend. I mean, not the best, but yeah. You know, why are the Yankees not playing a baseball game on Memorial Day? What, what is the scheduling there? I know. What the, the hell? 4th of July, they're also not playing. Yeah, bizarre. Weird. Bad right? job by the schedule makers. Bad job. It's like the first time that's ever happened, I'm pretty sure. Really weird. Bizarre. Um, hopefully we need an off day. We get one tomorrow. That's well, what yeah, saying. Well, that's, yeah. Um, yes. Hope everyone else is having a great Memorial Day weekend. Um. We're just going to – let's just jump right in, boys. Um, today we're going to start with our Yankee of the Week. Uh, Brian, why don't, you, why don't you take us first on your Yankee of the Week? I'd love to, see. So uh, my Yankee of the Week is not going to be one guy. It's going to be, I guess, five guys, six, <laughs> if you want to include J.P. Sears. Um, with the, it's going to be the rotation as a whole is my Yankee of the Week because they were great all week. You got some solid starts from Monty and Cole against the Orioles and Cole pitched again against the Rays, which – was you know okay but then the real like the real incredible stuff was from Nestor and Tyone that back-to-back day and and Sears had a great start but for me uh, we expect it from Nestor now but I I just love to see Tyone dominate in that start um that's 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 all I got for that right now yeah um I actually have a pretty good pretty good uh thing stat that I wanted to bring up to you guys so I was telling Brian before we started recording Danny you weren't here yet but I was telling Brian that I wanted to get your guys's, um, I guess, genuine reaction to this. So, including the entire rotate, our last rotation from Severino's last start, not today, so his last start, and then two today, right? So it went Severino, Cole, Monty, Sears, Nestor, Tyone, Cole, Severino, right? Yes. So Sevy went seven innings pitched on that last start, zero earned runs, eight hits, five strikeouts, no walks. Next day. Cole went eight innings pitched, five runs against the Orioles, seven hits, 11 strikeouts, zero walks. A weird game for Garrett Cole, right? Jordan Montgomery, six innings pitched, two runs, four hits, five strikeouts, zero walks. A good start for Monty. J.P. Sears in his major league debut as a starter, five innings pitched, zero runs, three hits, five strikeouts, two walks. Nestor Cortez, eight innings pitched, one run, four hits, five strikeouts, one walk. Another dominant start from Nestor against the Rays to open up that series. JMO Tyone, another domination start from him. Eight innings pitched, zero runs, two hits, five strikeouts, no walks. Then we had Cole yesterday, six innings pitched, one run, two hits, 10 strikeouts, three walks. Severino today, 6.1 innings pitched, four runs, two hits, eight strikeouts, two walks. So obviously most of those starts, right? So I would say six out of eight of those starts were really, really good from our rotation. What do you guys think that our record was in that stretch of games? Off the top of your head, if you could guess. That's How many eight, games was it exactly? eight starts. Eight games. Oh, eight. Well, we won five. Oh, no, eight. We won. We won. Yeah, five. So you would think. Well, okay, so let me ask you this then. What would you think, based off of those starts, our record would be 
assuming you didn't watch I any think, of those eight games. I would think they would have at least won six of them, but I feel like they might have gone like 500. Danny? I mean, you would think we won the games. You, I mean, right? Because they're those, great starts. They're great starts, but we could not hit. Uh, I mean, the Orioles series, I guess we kind of hit the first two games at least. But kind of, actually, not even really. But, yeah, we couldn't so, hit So their record over that stretch, four and four. Mm-hmm. You would think they would have won six out of eight or maybe even seven out of eight with the way they've been playing this year. Four yeah, and four. four in that stretch. That can't happen. That just goes to show how good um, that the rotation has been all year. And it goes to show how the bad the offense has been over this stretch by losing Donaldson and Stanton. Um, and DJ for a little bit. And DJ for a little bit. And Hicks for a little bit, but he doesn't count. Um, <laughs> Yeah, four and four, and that dates back to, I was when I was looking through those numbers. Um, that first Severino start that I uh, was telling you guys about, the seven innings, no runs, uh, five strikeouts. That was the second doubleheader game. Um, they ended up losing that game five nothing. <laughs> he went seven innings, no runs, and they ended up losing five to nothing. So, pretty gross from the offense. Pretty pretty gross. Um, that's all I had to say about that. But I just thought it was uh a cool little thing to bring up. I think like the losses of Stanton and Donaldson and even DJ for four days is, was such a huge thing. And that's what we're seeing. They, they couldn't score against the Rays all weekend. Yeah. Um, Danny, anything you want to say about losing Donaldson and Stanton? I miss him. <laughs> but yeah, we need, we need them back in the lineup. Um, hopefully they could get healthy. Donaldson was a weird situation. I mean, he got, ended up getting suspended one game, but right before he got suspended one game, he called in with COVID symptoms. So he was put on the COVID IL and then he had shoulder inflammation. So then he was put on the IL and yeah, just a weird week for Donaldson. And, and he hopefully still they can get that anyone know the timeline right? on that? He's appealing it. So it's, He's it, appealing hasn't been, it. it hasn't been served yet. Anyone know the timeline on that shoulder inflammation, by the way? Did that come out? No, uh, he was put on the 10-day IL retroactive to May 24th. So if you do math there, it should be in two days. My birthday, by the way, May 24th. Happy late birthday to me. (laughs) Thanks, guys. So you celebrated a birthday over this past week. So Yeah, I did. Good birthday, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, whatever. Danny, who's your Yankee of the week? Oh, um, I'm going now. I, unless if you're not ready, if you no, of ready. course I want to talk about Clay Holmes because you know, like I say every week, he's that guy. But we need to give Trev Poppy some love. <laughs> Jose Trevino, what a week for this guy. I mean, we obviously want to talk about that second game of the Baltimore series on his late father's birthday. He, um. Had a great day. He went three for four with a home run, three RBIs, including the game-winning RBI, the game-tying RBI. He had an amazing day, and you see the emotion out of him when he hit that walk-off home run. It was great to see. He was emotional in his interview. Jose Trevino, we like to say that he's better than Higgy because he is. So everybody likes to say that, and nobody likes Higgy. But Trevino has quietly had a really good offensive stretch, too. We said, like, Yeah, he can't hit, whatever, but we'll take his defense over Higgy. But now he's actually had a good stretch of games at the plate. In his last 15, he has an 815 OPS, hitting 289. 
He has two home runs in that span, seven RBIs in what that's 38 at bats, 11 for 38. Um, you'll take that from a, from a catcher, obviously. I mean, those are great stats. I mean, I, you don't expect him to hit like that all season, but if he could keep up somewhat offensive production, then that just puts it on, puts the icing on the cake of how much better than, of, than Higgy he is. And in his last seven, he's hitting 333. Um, yeah, but it seems like it seems like for a couple stretches of games, everything was falling for him. He had that one uh, the other day down the line that hit the third base bag and just a perfectly placed uh, uh, baseball. He knew what he was doing there. But yeah, no, it was awesome to see him all emotional. And his only other walk-off of his career was on Father's Day. So it seems like he's doing everything for his dad. Obviously, he had a great relationship for his dad. His dad always predicted he would be in pinstripes and you know, who scored on that first walk-off and that second walk-off Isaiah kind of scored on both of those. Wow. Walk-offs. I didn't know that on both of those walk-offs. The first one in really Texas cool. and then next one here. Um, I thought you were going to say Gallo. And then I remember that Gallo's never on B. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that walk-off was also on the night of the tragic school shooting in Texas. Um, yes. Obviously, rest in peace to all the lives lost that day. But Trino was very um, emotional over it in his post-game interview because obviously he's played in Texas. Uh, over I think he's career. originally from Texas too. He's from yeah. Texas, um, so obviously that game had a lot of meaning to him. And you know, he even like when he opened his post-game interview um, with I think it was Ryan Rucco on the field. He immediately mentioned, you know, what happened that day. And then later after the game, he got into like his father, but it was definitely a big game for him, uh, heavy on his heart. So that was really awesome to see that he uh, had that moment. Yeah, He's such a, another easy guy to root for, especially as a Yankee fan, because he's another guy that loves being a Yankee. And like Danny said before, like with his dad and the Yankee stuff, like you, they were digging up his old tweets from 2011, where he's tweeting on a Blackberry talking about the Yankees and he doesn't want to take his hat off in class, his Yankee hat. <laughs> <laughs> like it's um so I, I love i've fallen in love with you i know you guys in have class to. you said yeah like in high school whenever in 2011 how old is he i don't know what is he like 28 to be honest <laughs> not that old <laughs> he's 29 what yeah he's yeah. only 29 yeah i would have thought like 32 nah 33 nah i mean i mean he started so I guess his that was first his... at bat in the big leagues came in 2018 so well, it does take a while to come up, but yeah. So that was probably his senior year of high school. On his BlackBerry. Wow. On his Black- That's actually kind of crazy. On his BlackBerry. Good for Trev Poppy. Trev Poppy was uh oh has always been uh one of my favorite players this year. And you guys can attest to that. I love Trev Poppy. Yeah, I mean I've seen stuff someone made a good point on Twitter. I wish I could remember who it was that he's really what the Yankees were looking for in Higgy last year, and Higgy's this year's Gary. Where like yeah. all the pass balls and He's like it's just together, weird. Dude. It's a mm, I don't know what. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. Uh, Gary, uh, Gary, I sneak the Gary mention in there. Yeah, another one, right? I feel like like we always talk about him every episode. But it's hard not to. I saw on Twitter today. I think it was Ryan Garcia. Like we always just find a way to compare Gary to someone. Like I like Yankees Twitter today was comparing Gary to Hicks. And like every time, every time that someone's doing bad, no, it's just me, like Gary, Gary, who, who would you rather have? I compare him to Hicks, Hicks too. Hicks or Gary. <laughs> who would you rather have DH Hicks or Gary? I will. Oh God. That's gotta be Gary. Gary. DH, right? Gary. That's gotta be Gary. Gary. I think Brian I is thinking. I, ha- I did. Right 
no, no. I did tell you guys that Hicks this year has dethroned Gary as my most hated Yankee ever. So I think, <laughs> that's crazy. So I think it's uh, see, we never thought that would happen, right? God, Hicks, especially coming into this I mean, year. And Hicks was pinch hit, came off the bench in a pitch hit situation in a clutch spot yesterday. I don't know what the hell Boone is doing. Like, what the hell is that? He can't hit when he's starting. Yeah. You think he's going to come through off the bench? Yeah, I think there will be some uh, Boone slander in this episode, which we haven't done all year because yes. he hasn't deserved it. But but this week he definitely deserves it. Yeah, this this was a rough one. This was yeah. definitely a rough one. It was uh, a weird stretch. It's been a weird stretch of games for Aaron Boone because, like you said, Brian, he's been really good like all year. So um, we've had a lot of good to say about him. But I don't know. Today might be the uh, first episode where we have a pretty big slander fest on him today. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the Hicks move yesterday quick or later? Go ahead. Talk about it. I, the one thing I want to say about it is like Boone is definitely thinking in that spot. Like he has to know, like that's either, that's one of those moves that if it works out, you look like such a genius Yeah. And praise. Like, like this is what <laughs> Hicks needed. Like he's probably the thought process had to be, which there's really no thought process that could justify sending Aaron Hicks up to the plate in that spot. As we just talked about Trevino so highly, like sending him up there, the worst player in baseball, arguably in a big spot, which he never comes Arc- through in. Um, maybe not arguably. Yeah. And we, we know Hicks has been historically bad with uh, running scoring position the whole year. So let's throw him up there. But like, like I just said, like Boone wanted that to work out and him to look like a genius. And he ended up looking like an even bigger idiot than we've ever thought. Yeah. It's like you see Aaron Hicks warming up in the on-deck circle and you're like, there's no way. Like this isn't real, right? He's not coming into pinch hit right now, I right? I thought I was having He's a not... fever dream. I thought it was a fever dream. I like, there's no you way. See him, you see him in the dugout with the, with the helmet on and I had Hershey squirts down my legs. <laughs> yeah. I was ready to throw up. Did anyone ask Boone about it? Like, what was the explanation? There had to be one. I didn't even see an explanation I, for I it. I saw the one. fake one on Porch Sports. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm a reporter, <laughs> what was the fake one? <laughs> I gotta find it. But keep if, going, Brian. If I'm a reporter, like I'm standing outside the manager's office, just waiting, be like, Aaron, what were like? Explain to me why you sent up picks there. Like, I need to know. Like, Spe- speaking of the manager's office, let's talk a little bit about the manager's office tour that we got on Sunday Night Baseball last week. What in the world was that? It was freaking. It was a more uh-huh. of a TV show than actually watching. The that was terrible. Baseball game. ESPN baseball. It is awful there. I mean, they're they're probably trying to like attract more viewers because you know baseball. So a lot of people. There's not. I don't know many core Yankee fans anymore. I mean, baseball fans anymore. I guess like their baseball fans are going away a little bit. But yeah, that was terrible. We weren't even watching the game. They 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 found a way to bring up the Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson every half inning. Uh, like how much, how much can you really talk about something? And then there was interview after interview after clip, clip, like, I want to watch the fucking game. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Like I'm watching the game with no commentary and picture in picture. Why are we watching every inning and picture in picture? It doesn't make any sense. It was, awful. I agree. It, was it, terrible. it was so bad. So bad. I, I cannot stand a non yes Yankee games. They drive me insane. Yeah. Yeah. They're really bad. Um, I mean, Amazon prime is the same thing as yes, but you can't watch it. Apple well, yeah, TV but you, but you guys bad. are right. Like, ESPN is just, it's not, yeah, they're not, they're the last thing you're watching for is baseball at that point. Like, really. Yeah. And, and David Cohn was on that broadcast too. And like, he was probably pissed. I honestly, like, like, I love David Cohn as a Yankee broadcaster, right? But David Cohn on the ESPN broadcast, I wasn't really like, wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just because I'm so accustomed to him being the Yankees broadcaster. But I just, I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't, didn't like his chemistry. I didn't really like yeah. the things he had to say. Which yeah, is not no. like me. I love David Cohn, so it was weird. Everybody loves David Cohn, at least in the Yankee world. Yeah. But like, yeah, and 
ESPN, I don't know which one was worse, the Apple TV or ESPN, but those two are, they're bad. I, yeah. They're almost unwatchable, really. I had to put the Apple TV one on mute when they were on that. And yes. I had, I didn't even want to watch the ESPN one either. You were just talking about Cone on ESPN. I didn't even know because I had it on mute too. I couldn't listen to it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's that it's bad. Horrible. It's that bad. It's horrible. Um, guys, let's talk about my Yankee of the week. Let's do it. So I, I actually originally had Judge coming into this episode, um, just because you know MVP. Judge can't change beast, it. But I'm changing it now. I'm changing it now. Who said you could do that? I'm doing it. Um. <laughs> My Yankee of the week is Anthony Rizzo. Oh, it's a bad one. No. Bad, bad Yankee of the right? week. So oh, you guys, no. Brian had the pitching staff. Danny had Trevino. There's obviously, there's got to be someone with a bad Yankee of the week. So let's go with me. Let's go with Anthony Rizzo. Over his last seven games, he's hitting 125 with a 241 on base percentage and 292 slug. That's three hits over the last seven games. One home run, three RBIs, four walks, right? His last 15, 170. 270 on base percentage and 358 slug, um, two home runs, and then his last 30. I know we're saying Yankee of the week, but I have because this is crazy because I, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, no. I have to talk about Rizzo's last 30. Rizzo's last 30, he's hitting 174 with a 276 on base percentage and a 330 slug with three home runs and only 10 RBIs. That's pathetic for someone that's that's, that's hitting really in the three bad. hole. What the hell really happened bad. to this guy? And he hasn't been, even been making the crazy plays in the field that he's supposed to be making. Like, there are some balls that have gotten past him that, you know, Rizzo should have had. What's, uh, what's the verdict on Rizzo? What's going on here? You get it? That's what's going on here. He can't – he's just not been good. He seems – like, Rizzo at bats in April, it's like you're excited for this guy to come to the plate. Like, he's awesome. He couldn't seem, couldn't seem to really get him out. He was hitting for power. Uh, we're talking about how he has a perfect Yankee Stadium swing, but all of a sudden he, for lack of a better term, he kind of fell off a cliff right now. I'm looking for, I saw today uh, somewhere that uh, his stats through the first like 40 games and then the next, um, his next 20, whatever, how many other games it was. And it was bad. I'm going to, I'll try to look for it, but I think, just, I think I know what you're talking about. Cause I think I saw it. Are you talking about his last 26 games? Yeah. yeah. Or his last 26 at bats. Is that what you're referring to? Or 26 games? I think it's games. It was games. Oh, well, his last 26 at-bats, he's three for his last 26 with 115 yeah, that's average. Bad. That's really, really that's bad. bad. That's it's really bad. bad. Um, Rizzo has always been that sure guy. You know, we signed him to be that sure guy that will get on base and hit, hit in the clutch to make those plays, but he hasn't been that guy over the last – I mean, I, I told you the stats, last 30 games. <laughs> Yeah. It's a big, that's a really big sample size. Um, I, I hope he'll find it because I love Rizzo. I mean, he was my Yankee of the week a couple weeks ago for a good reason, not for bad reason. Um, Brian, what do you got on Rizzo? I, I don't even know. Cause like you guys said, like what happened? It's so weird. Like I, you don't really expect that from like a veteran guy like that. Like once he started off so hot, I was like, we're going to have like, Rizzo's going to have a sick year. Like I kept telling you guys that. And he's been like a shell of himself over that, over that stretch. I don't know what his problem is. Like, I need to see him have better at bats. And Rizzo, I still definitely have confidence in Rizzo that I'm not like panicked, but it's really weird. And in a time like this where you're missing Stan, you're missing Donaldson, like, that's a guy we need to really produce. Right. So for him to not yeah. do that, I mean, he, he does contribute in other ways. Like, you see, he he visits the mound yesterday when Cole's freaking out about the missed strike call. 
um, to try to calm him down. But yeah, at the plate, we need more from Rizzo, especially right now when they're struggling to score. And he's like a big part of that. Obviously, Judge is going to do what Judge does. But like right after him, you need Rizzo and like DJ. Those are the three guys when everyone's hurt that they need to produce runs. And DJ's got to get it going too. I mean, if we're talking about bad Yankee the leagues, I'm worried. I'm honestly worried about DJ. I am. I'm not. I don't know. I don't think I'm worried about DJ yet. Um, Cause we know what he can do, and a guy like that, a guy like just, that, just, a guy, a contact guy. Like, all right, Brian, go. <laughs> so I'm saying like he was just like we saw last year. He was hurt the whole year, so he had a bit of a down year, which was still a solid year, and he has some yeah. little injury problem now. I hope it doesn't persist. If it persists, that's an issue. But if he heals up, he'll be he'll be back. Yeah, but I mean. If he's gonna keep getting hurt, like, what kind of like what value does he really provide? I mean, let's be honest. If he's gonna keep getting hurt, he's had a lot of injury bugs over his over since he got his contract. He's had a lot of injury bugs. All right, here I, I uh, to go back to Rizzo. Here it is. Yeah, let's Anthony it. Rizzo's first twenty games this is on Yankee Metrics on Twitter. Anthony Rizzo's first twenty games, his slash was two eighty four. Slash 391 slash 703. Insane. Insane. With a 213 um, runs created plus. Does it say how many home runs or no? Nine home runs, 21 RBIs. That's 87 plate appearances, 91.6 average exit velocity, and whatever. The advanced stats they give you, but people aren't as interested as that. His last 26 games. 165-284-308. That is terrible. That's really bad, especially for a guy of Rizzo's cal- caliber. That is awful. Really, really bad. 73 way to runs created plus, which we said 100 is about league average. So he was he had a 213 was that number in his first 20, and it's 73 over his last 26. Two home runs in 26 games, seven RBIs. That's 109 plate appearances, 87.9 average exit velocity. So really show like he's struggling, and it's been a bigger it's been a bigger cold streak than it was a hot streak. As much as he was hot, we thought he was hot for so long. He, yeah. If you really look at it, it wasn't that long compared to this cold streak he's on. I really like the way that you put that. It's been uh, that he's really been colder than he longer than he's been hot, which is actually really crazy to actually think about. Um, and I, I feel like, I feel like if, if, you know, if Rizzo was struggling right now and the rest of our lineup wasn't so bad aside from Aaron judge, I feel like we wouldn't be focusing on it as much. When you have a guy like Gallo in the bottom of the lineup, which I have to get into later, by the way, um, Gallo, Hicks, um, uh, Higashioka, all these guys in the bottom of the order. And I think IKF has been playing a little bit better lately. Don't quote me on that. Um, but off the eye test, I feel like he's been playing a little bit better, at least at the plate. He still is. Um, yeah. He still is brain dead in the uh, short. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, he flashes the leather a little bit sometimes, but it's the routine plays that he struggles with. But like, if if the, if these guys, if those guys weren't struggling so much, like we wouldn't be focusing on Rizzo, right? I I think yeah. I think Rizzo would kind of be an afterthought and be like, oh, like Rizzo, I didn't even realize Rizzo was doing that bad. Like I think like he'll be fine, you know. But the whole offense right now is really struggling as a whole. Yeah, and, right. and Rizzo carried the Yankees' offense when Judge was even off to a little slow start. Like Rizzo was the Yankees' offense for that beginning, like the beginning of the year. So to see him fall off a cliff right now is ever since that three home run game. It was really, but um, 
Uh, you uh, you mentioned IKF. His last seven, he's hitting 231 with a 259 on base and a 231 mm-hmm. slugging. So he hasn't had an extra base hit in that la- in these last seven games. Average? I missed that. What was his batting? 231. And oh, his last 15, problem. his last 15, 222. So he he has a. But no, like you were saying, the other guys were struggling. I just saw on Twitter as I was looking for the Rizzo thing from Max Goodman tweeted. Uh, the Yankees offense has been struggling lately, and he gave four guys as like kind of examples. Joey Gallo, his it's two for his last 29. Anthony Rizzo, three for his last 26, as you mentioned. Aaron Hicks, I don't even seven for his last 58. <laughs> you don't even know what to say about Hicks. I, 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 we talk shit about him every week, and it's it's just amazing that we have to Look, do it every week. I, I, I apologize to all the listeners that have to listen to us vent about Hicks every week, but we just He's have cool. to. We have it's to. So... We've been, the this, last... is, this is episode – go ahead, Danny. Finish off. The last guy on that list was Kyle Higashioka, three for his last 20, but he is hard too. So, I th- yeah, but Even like I feel like Higgy gets the pass because, because Trevino fills in that role and Trevino has been better. Like Trevino – Yeah, but now when they're playing them in an every other day role, like Higgy's playing I'm every other day. If Trevino, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. It's gross, dude. But um, what was I, I mean, look at this. Look at this six through nine they rolled out there today. Aaron Hicks, Isaiah Conner-Falefa, Kyle Higashioka, and Joey Gallo. That's their. That's against Shane McClanahan. That's what we're doing. I did want to mention that too. Um, Joey Gallo, the ninth hitter now over the last few games. Um, in the broadcast, John Flaherty and Michael K were talking about it in yesterday's game, saying like. When someone has routinely been a middle-of-the-order guy their entire career, like Joey Gallo has been, you know, with Texas, and even when he first got with the Yankees, he was a middle-of-the-order guy. Now, like, when you get moved down to the ninth um, hitter in the order, it's not going to bode well for the player's confidence, and obviously the player will get pissed. <laughs> and um, I, I personally think Gallo's clock is ticking. I think Gallo is, like... I think he's like on his way out. Like I think he well, could be gone within the next, like not by trade, by like completely benched, like within the next probably month or so. I mean, he is in the last year. Like he becomes a free agent after this year. So I mean, if they want to cut him, they can. I mean, we just saw that with Dallas Keuchel, but Joey Gallo is a little on the younger side to designate for for assignment. But I don't yeah. think he's worth. D- I don't think he's worth DFAing. Like Aaron Hicks. He's worth DFAing. Yeah, oh I don't God. think Gallo's worth DFAing though, only because he puts in the effort. Like Hicks doesn't put in yeah. the effort, and we've talked about that so many times. And yeah, Hicks and his body. Hicks's body language. Oh, it just makes me so angry seeing him on the field. He just. It looks like he doesn't want to be there. Which I mean, I wouldn't want to be there if I was hitting that badly. If I was that bad, I mean, I, oh, I don't. He just looks so uninterested and like checked out. And they even say like Michael K says it every time. Like his walks back to the dugout after like out after out are just like. Yeah. Like, they're it's horrible. And uh, the back that's six through nine I was reading before, batting averages, all right, it's Hicks, IKF, Higgy, and Gallo. Let's do averages. 200, 258, um, 164, 167. That's brutal. And, like, you know, even you, but those averages are terrible. The best one is IKF, 258, which is, I guess, respectable, but he has zero home runs and 12 RBIs. Let's, if you want to look at the power, Hicks, one home run. IKF zero, Higgy zero, Gallo has five. So those four guys have six homers combined, and five of them are Gallo, and none of them are none of them hit for average or anything. It's awful. It's um, I'm itching it, for Isaiah kind of fluff a home run. It's a very dark 
bottom of the order for sure. Automatic outs. And again, when Stanton and Donaldson are back, like that kind of eliminates that to like an automatic two outs at the bottom of the order. But the the good news with, with John Carlo is they said um, he should have like a routine, like 10 days, which was, um, so he should be back when the I, when his uh, 10 days are up, but yeah. So this doesn't count as an IL stint that people say he's injury prone. Doesn't count. I'm uh I'm a little worried about Josh though because we didn't really get a timeline on Josh. We just got a ten yeah. day IL and that yeah. he has right shoulder inflammation. So that who knows that could be a little while. Right shoulder inflammation is never good. Ugh, throwing shoulder. at least from what I know. I mean I'm not you know a doctor or anything, but <laughs> from what I know, especially his throwing shoulder. Yeah. Danny, let's 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 ask your dad. Bring him on here. For yeah, a should I? Yeah, I'll get a professional opinion. Wait, he, he's a physical therapist, right? Yes. Yeah. Shout out I mean, if he if, if Donaldson went to him instead of the Yankees physical therapist, he probably would be back already. Probably. But. Shout out Danny's dad. <laughs> listening. Great at his job. Island Sports <laughs> Physical Therapy. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm thinking about that bottom of the order, and it's just uh, it's very gross. I mean, DJ has not been good. Obviously, he's not the bottom of the order, but DJ hasn't been good. The only Rizzo's guy- Rizzo's up there. The only guys that I – yeah, Rizzo hasn't been good. The only guys that I actually look forward to hitting right now, it's Judge, Glaber, who needs his recognition right now, by the way, Glaber. Judge, Glaber, and uh, Andrew Andujar. Yes. Love Andujar. I'm Love so Andujar. glad he's getting that chance. I'm so happy. And, you know, I mean, Carpy. Carpy. <laughs> I love Carpy. Matt I'm Carpenter. in love with Carpy. Thank you, signed Matt Carpenter. Yeah, um, we got to talk about that. That was like a kind of out of nowhere weird signing. He's one for nine so far in his Yankee career, but that one was a bomb. Yeah. And he's hit the ball hard other times. Like he, yeah. like, and he almost. He's that good like, at bats. Hit, yeah, he has. His at bats have been better than a lot of other guys. Yeah. He, uh, um, he has so many nicknames. Like they showed, they showed him on the on the Yes broadcast of like people he looks like. They had. Uh, did you guys see that or no? Yeah, the WB Mason one is yeah, the best. They had like WB him. Mason. They had Freddie Mercury. They had um, uh, shit. He looks like Cease now. There were two more. I can't remember the other two, but all right, yeah, really, so really funny. Yeah, so those who don't like know or remember Matt Carpenter for many years, he was kind of like solid to above average baseball player for a lot of his career. And we talk about falling off a cliff. This is a guy that absolutely <laughs> fell off a cliff and he'll, he'll admit it. He's the first one to admit it. He, in an interview, when he came to the Yankees, he's like, yeah, dude, like, I don't know what happened. I literally just fell off a cliff. Like he said that in his own words, like he didn't know what happened, but he was an all-star. He's a three-time all-star. He finished fourth in the MVP in 2013, uh, all these years for St. Louis. But after the 2018 season, it's just was from 19 to 21. It was just really, really bad for him. Hoping he could have a little bit of a career resurgence at 36 years old, but I mean, I'm not <laughs> expecting much. But if he could be a solid player, at least until we're healthy, then yeah, we'll I complain. Think, I think when Donaldson gets back, I think he's as good as gone. Yeah, <laughs> think, yeah. But and also his attitude is so good. Like they're asking what he'll provide to, for the team. He's like, I'll do anything if they want me to carry the luggage onto the plane. I'll do that. And I'm just happy to be back in the major leagues. He said something else too about they asked him like how did it feel to make the like the immediate impact like on that day where he was thrown into the lineup because Hicks like faked an injury, um and he said yeah. that yeah. he was like I think he said oh he said like it was great like I one day I'm on the couch the next day like I'm playing for the best team in baseball so like that like it was awesome hey. to see him say that yeah 
He's gonna be this year's. Uh, he's like this year's Tulowitzki and Jay Bruce. But I like him better than those guys. Brucey. Yes, um, Brucey would provide I mean, more production in the bottom of the lineup than what we're what we're getting right now. Ooh, I don't know. About I don't know on. about that. Look at what Oof. look at what the bottom of the lineup is doing. You don't think Brucey could could add on? Uh, That's what I was saying. I mean, you can't expect to win. I touched you guys before the game. You can't expect to win with those guys against Shane McClanahan, who's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. Yeah, and early in the game, we looked good against Shane McClanahan, but um. Chase, uh, Jay Bruce's Yankee career uh, lasted 10 games, 39 plate appearances, 34 at-bats. He hit – That was quick. He hit 118. That's elite. A 231 on-base percentage, a 235 slugging for Jay Bruce, who was supposed to be the power guy, and he had a 466 OPS in his Yankee career. So let's not get ahead of ourselves saying I he think would I'm provide taking more Bruce production. Joey Gallo today. I'm not. And I gave. I'm Joey, not taking 35 year old Jay Bruce <laughs> over Joey. I gave Joey Gallo. Gallo some serious praise a few weeks ago. Yes. Never again. Never would again I, you know, I give him praise. I've, I think I jinxed him so badly. He was my Yankee yeah. of the week. He, he had that great week, and after that, I think the next game against the Orioles, he struck out five times, and yeah. like he's never been. <laughs> it was awful. I was. I was like, uh, I regret everything I said. Yeah, if we just left him, left his name alone, we probably would have been still doing good. Danny, what is your solution for the Yankees right now for that bottom of the order? Get healthy. But also, I saw, like, Yes Network brought up a great point again, as they always do. They're great. Um, Don't wait for the trade deadline. Make a move now. Make a move in June. Come middle June, make a fucking move. Go out. Let's get get Ben Attendee. I said, um, I think Marinaccio for Ben Attendee would get accepted. I think we should offer that. I think we should offer that. That's another bomb. I'm sorry, but he's awful. I know. Great story. Growing up a Yankee fan. I don't care that he's from Tom's River. He can't be on the mound. (laughs) Growing up a Yankee fan, that he had that great story coming in, pitching against the Red Sox's first game. He had a great performance, but ever since then, he's bad. He's bad. Like you hate when great stories don't work out, but when they're bad, they're bad. So you got to stop worrying about the story and just get them the hell out of here. Um, ben Intendi would be expensive. And I said a couple weeks ago, I really want him and I'm advocating for him. Um, he would be expensive, but like, it's worth it. Like it would be so worth it, especially with how good they've been like for that world I, series run. I've also been seeing a lot of Cole Cal- Calhoun buzz. I'm interested to see what you guys would think about that 34 year old. <laughs> I always Cole see Calhoun. too, but what, what actually, like, how is he actually doing this year? Like I always, uh, see he's, for- he's actually having like, uh, quietly a good, really good season. Uh, seven home runs, seven home runs, which is good at this part of the season. He's hitting 274. He's got an 803 OPS. So that's a solid. That's better than oh, what we have now. Yeah, it's better yeah. than what we have now. So short porch. And he's not. And uh, compared to other guys around the league, he is not going to be that, to the spe- that expensive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Perfect Yankee stadium swing, as we always like to say, but um, he Brian. would, he would, um, he would be a lot less expensive too. So we wouldn't have to give up much for him. Uh, like I said, he's 34 years old and, you know, he's not a top tier guy, but he's a solid guy that would help us, you know, get rid of bum Aaron Hicks and Joe Gallo. Bro, make the move. As my uncle Johnny would say, make that move. Make that hmm. move. Yeah, it's like one of those great songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been trying to get this in. You guys are gonna laugh at me. You guys are gonna laugh at me, but I've always loved Cole Calhoun so much. Yeah, oh I'm God. sure you have. Who haven't I've always loved him. He's no, so I'm good. not gonna lie. I kind of like. I, 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 Stop. I, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, I was. Yeah, yeah. Cole I loved him with the Angels. Yeah. I, I love you guys are liars. Swinging. 
I'm, I'm no, sorry. And he always I'm played so hard. He was Brian's not lying. plays in the outfield. He's always making diving plays in the outfield. He plays with a lot of heart, and that's what you know we're missing from Aaron Hicks. You want a guy that has heart. Well, yeah. I mean, he can't play just, center field. I, I think yeah. the Yankees know that they they need another guy, and either of those two guys would be great options. Benintendi obviously it would be a lot better. I don't know if Calhoun would be that expensive. I really, I don't think he would. He won't. I just said he won't. I don't think he would either. Thirty-five. He's thirty-four. 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 I don't. Yeah, I think I think he's really realistic. Uh, but I think the issue really more is what do you do with Hicks and Gallo? You can't like there's nothing to do with them. If you guys, if anyone's listening to this thinking, oh, just trade them, no, the, what? There's no trade value for either. There's of them. No trade value. I'm, I might be more valuable than one of those guys. <laughs> like there's I, no- I truly think you could probably get something for Gallo, even if it's like dirt, like like cash maybe cheese. but who what what does he provide for a team and i'm like the biggest joey gallo fan apparently but what does he provide for a team nothing Effort. right now nothing but what i mean i think he again he provides more he provides more than aaron hicks i still i but still believe i i pose a question does to chase and i guess danny you could chime in too if yes. if right now guns your head you need to keep or i guess get rid of gallo or hicks i'm getting rid of hicks, not hicks. oh my god yeah, i yeah, am it's yeah. not even a debate getting it's rid of hicks close. because hicks again like we say about gallo at least he tries and shows effort hicks i can't yeah i can't i saw some long. yankee fan on twitter saying like am i the only one that feels like hicks can get back to what he was doing a few years ago like yeah you are yeah the you're, the one. One. You you're, are the you're the only one you're the only one you're the only one that player is gone he's gone that and player I, was a fraud so a juice baseball fraud it's so weird too because in the beginning of the year, like I was saying, Hicks has like our quietly been our best hitter this year for the first like three series of the year, <laughs> and he is loudly the worst player in baseball this year. So That's exactly what I was gonna say. And Michael K, who I just I, we always bring him up because he's just the best. Like he just tells it like it is. It like every like he came up today in another big spot, Hicks, and Michael K is like, wow, like it just seems to find you when you're going like this. Like he's like. <laughs> yeah. he's like and He's how do like, you not lay down a punt in that situation? First and second oh. down by one. Why the fuck is Aaron Hicks, like we said, the worst player in baseball? Why the hell is he not laying down a bunt? Why is he laying down a bunt? What do we think is going to happen in that situation? Do you think he's going to come through? No, he's not. We get the first two he's- runners on, at first and second, first two runners on, and Hicks comes up, bees bum Hicks, and then the next batter, double play. That's just how it works. How are you not laying down a bunt first and second? No, they've abandoned it. And and to Hicks's credit, actually, with he left four guys on base today, but he actually hit the ball hard in the two of those situations and got robbed twice by Taylor Walls, who's just all over the field. Fuck. Um, but uh, like, yeah, it's just <clears throat> even at that point, he's been first of all, he's so much better righty, and the stats prove that. I wish I could pull him up, but like, maybe just if the fix for him could be just hit righty, uh, could that be a thing? Like, I, seriously, because he, he can't. I mean, has anyone ever actually done that besides G Man Choi? Yeah, no, it's happened. Someone else did it recently. Switch hitting. Yes, it's definitely us. There was someone else. I don't know who it was. It's happened. I don't know about this late in a career, but it's definitely happened. I mean, G Man Troy switch hit for fun one day, and Brian, I got you with those stats this year. All right. What do you got? Aaron Hicks versus right-handed pitching this season. He is batting with right-handed pitching a switch hitter. That's when you bat lefty. I'm intrigued. That's when you bet lefty. He's hitting 183 with a 306 OPS and a 190 a 195 slugging. Oh my god. Absolutely abysmal. Oh my that's god. Like god awful. Oh my god. That's him lefty. But Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that's a 501 OPS. Aaron Hicks versus left-handed pitching, batting from the right side. Uh less at bats, a lot less at bats, but he's hitting 265 with a 405 on base. 
353 slugging and a 758 OPS. That's above league average. That's actually crazy. I mean, he only does have 34 at bats from the right side. What but... about career? What about career? Can you see that? Um, I don't know. I think. Well, no, yeah, I, I think, think so. it would be different for career because we've talked about like how Chase that like fluke home right. run. Yeah. That fluke home run year, he hit all his home runs lefty, and now he like loves the short porch and he just swings out of his shoot like he's literally falling down when he swings from the left side. And sometimes he does it still righty a lot, but like he's definitely looks more calm and like put together, and his swing looks more um more under control over on the right side. All right. Regardless. I got the career splits if you guys would like to hear that. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Against right-handed pitching from the left side, he is batting 224, a 331 on-base percentage and a 376 slugging, which is not good. That's good for a 706 OPS. Not good. Versus left-handed pitching batting from the right side, he's hitting 248, so that's about point oh 20 points higher. Point not two, a math pod. Point yeah, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> 330 on base percentage show about the same, but slugging percentage goes up to a 427. So that's good for a 758 OPS, which again is above league average. So Brian, Dude, like you uh... said, career-wise, and of course it's you know the juice baseball year. Um pro- definitely sways those stats a little bit versus right-handed pitching. But Brian, today was his hit up the middle? Well, that was against the lefty, right? And yeah, it was all right. And he had, the line drop to third right? was righty, right? too. He had, his two hard hit balls today were both on the right side. I think Brian may have just cracked the code for Aaron Hicks. Thanks. And yeah, th- that Thanks. one year, 2018. <laughs> Thanks, he says. That one year, 2018, it, it's the outlier. The He's, thing that uh, sucks, That though, was a good season. It'll, it, would never, it would never happen. It would never happen. Like, they would, like, you know, like, yeah. We talk. We can talk about it all we want, but it would never happen. <laughs> because now it's the analytics, whatever. It's the matchup based. You know, yeah. if you have a switch hitter, you just automatically a better matchup. But Hicks is not. So, uh. um, let's uh, let's let, can we can we talk about Aaron Boone, please? Can we do that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> let's talk about Aaron Boone. Um. Man, where do I where do I even start? Billy Hamilton gave us switch hitting. That was the other guy, <laughs> guy I needed to know. You just found Billy him. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> well, Billy Hamilton. Yeah. Can we? Can should we? You want to start with? Um, well, we already we already talked about him pitch hitting Higgs, right? So I guess we'll just talk about today. Let's talk about let's throw in when he's throwing Marinaccio just because he's from Tom's River. When you have Clark yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. Good. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. So let's so today. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Today, uh, I'm thinking back on it, and it's just crazy. Um, Severino started off, I think it was the seventh inning, with two straight walks. And then um, – and th- no, sorry, a walk. No, was it two straight walks? And then he It was two straight out. walks, and he should have been and out. He, he should have been out after the – Should have been out right there. He got yeah. Margot out, though, and his two, hitting streak. Two straight walks, and then he struck out Margot. And then after that, I was saying, okay, well, after the leadoff walk, he should have pulled um, Sevi. He didn't do it. Then after the second walk, I'm like, okay, he's got to pull Sevy. Like, you think he'll pull Sevy. He makes a mound visit, runs out to the mound, and he leaves him in there, right? And then Sevy gets a strikeout, and then, then he pulls him right after. Then you bring in Marinaccio. What are we doing bringing in Marinaccio oh, in that situation? F- no. In a one-run game. Oh, with with right. a yeah. relatively rested bullpen for – I mean, I know the bullpen very is – Very rested very, bullpen. Well, the bullpen is very depleted right now. We have do have a lot of injuries, obviously. Regardless, anyone was better Regardless, than Regardless, yes. Clark Schmidt, like you said, right like right there, he has had a significantly better season. Uh, but Marinaccio in six games has a 675 ERA. That actually probably, that actually probably went up today. 
Oh no, he Let didn't me... even he didn't even give up an earned run today, so his ERA actually went down. However, he walked and hit in the win- the two runs today. That so. was when you when you hit a guy with bases loaded. That's my old like that's the biggest sign of you, you do not belong out there whatsoever. Yeah. Well, he like walked that. a guy and then hit a guy. Yeah, yeah, but the hit by like the hit by pitch. He had two like, walks. He walked in a run and then hit in a run, but and then it just sucks because it, it makes a great start from Sevy look not great. Like that, it ended up, it went from two earned runs to four earned runs on Sevy. So that's that's already that's yeah. not as good of a game, and you're coming in in relief. Like we're trying to get out of that situation, get out of that inning, still down one, and then Aaron Judge, of course, hits a home run the next inning. Um, but it was already too late at that point. The insurance runs were already walked in which is the most frustrating way, frustrating way to do it. I don't know why – I don't know exactly who was available, but whoever was – Everybody. Marnasher should have been the last option, especially with the off day tomorrow. What are we thinking? Like, even – even give me – let me see. Want a good story? Like, let's throw Manny Benuelos in there. Anyone but Marnasher. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't – what are they doing? With the off day tomorrow, they could rest up. <sighs> that's a good point with the off day, but they, they've been rested up. That's the point. Like – They've gotten yeah. length from all their starters this whole series, besides from the six inning Cole game. They got length from everyone, so they are well rested. You know, and that's a good point. I was gonna say that when you were going through that, like the whole through the rotation, like all the innings, because they with the bullpen a little hurt, that's exactly what we need to do is have your starters go deep in games so you have the flexibility to use your best relievers in the best spots. And it worked out exactly like that. And then they throw in Ron Marinaccio. So not only that, but like they had Clark warming up with Marinaccio, so why not throw in Clark, who's been better and and he showed it against the Orioles last week. I don't know why we keep throwing in Clark aside from that Orioles game into situations where like the game is you know like where we're throwing the game away. Why do we keep making Clark? Why do we keep putting Clark into that role? Like I think Clark is like really talented. I think Clark he is can get high leverage innings. And he put him in. He put him in the next inning. Clark one two three right away. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, like a nine-pitch inning. But it's so frustrating. It's too little, too late. I mean, Clark has a .69 ERA this season in 13 innings. That's, I mean, that's really good. I obviously limited sample size, but still, that's better Marinaccio, than Marinaccio. Marinaccio's stuff is actually okay, but it's his command is a huge issue. So, yeah, let's put him in in a one-run game with first and second, like against the Rays, who always put up good at-bats. Like, nothing about that made any sense. Ugh, terrible. Look, it's, uh, I mean... I was saying to Brian before we started up, we had 23 games in 22 days. Yankees went 15 and eight over that stretch. It was a pretty good stretch, actually, um, given you know the circumstances. But these kind of games are, I guess, are bound to happen. Like they, you know, like they started off so good, they're bound to happen. And I think now we're kind of going through that, and we have to play the Angels next, who are a good American League team. Got Tyler Wade coming back to the Bronx. Love to see. Uh, I miss him. One of my f- all-time favorite Yankees. I miss him. He's definitely gonna, he's gonna yank one out and bat flip the hell out of it. I hope I mean, so. I hope I'll so. be rooting for it. Right? Come on. I hope so. Tyler no, Wade. We will not be rooting for it. <laughs> no, like, it's not like that. We're actively rooting for it. But like, if it happens, it's like, ah, oh, man, that's so. Cool. I still hate the human highlight reel, Andrew Velasquez. Though I, I never liked him. I was the only Yankee fan that hated him. There's something wrong with you because I love that. Guy. I also hated Ronald Torres, but. Yeah, Guys, that's we, really. Those are two yeah, that's, really that's unpopular. Weird. No, that's those weird. are crazy takes right that's there. That's just as weird Hate as Brian him. liking Alex Verdugo. Okay. No, it is not. Get out of here, Brian. Loving every single Red Sox player and every single Ray player. I don't. And every single I don't. Blue Jay. I was texting you guys all day about how much I hate the Rays. I hate them all. Yeah, especially freaking Danny. Brian like, loves always, Kevin Kiermaier. 
Danny, you always say the Yankees like get into beef. Yeah, he does. Love <laughs> what? Danny, Danny, I, I, I think you guys need to clarify that that's a joke because I hate him. I hate Brett Phillips. I hate G Man Choi. Oh, oh, I hate oh, Brett. I hate, and I not only do I hate Brett Phillips, I hate that everyone loves Brett Phillips. Yeah, that makes me even that makes me hate him even more because I hate, I hate those. I hate those like bad players with the cult followings. That's why I was like the only person I couldn't stand Bartolo Colon. Ugh, like the, like this like it's like ugh. that's like Stanko's favorite player, Bartolo Colon. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say to you, Danny. Um, you always last time you said the Yankees always get into beef and then they can't ever finish it, right? Yeah, and it's like it doesn't. I, I, I was thinking about this all day. And, Taylor uh, fucking Walls, yeah. a sub two hundred hitter, calls us out. We're a very, they're a very beatable team. We could beat them. We play them 18 times. We're here. We're here. The Yankees come out, win the next day. Great. Let's go. We lose the next day. All right, whatever. You can lose one. Today, tie game. Who hits the go-ahead home run? Any guesses? Any guesses? Was it uh, um, No, shut up. It was Taylor, it was Taylor Walls. Walls. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> of course. Of course it is. And it's crazy because this is all this is a beef that the Yankees had nothing to do with. So I was thinking, if you're a bad player, you're a struggling player, just say some dumb shit to like bad about the Yankees to try to like stir up controversy against the Yankees. Because odds are, if you're playing them, if you're playing them, you're gonna hit a home run. You're gonna do something to beat them. So and he had yeah. that huge play on Hicks today. Yeah, and the huge play. It's like a beef that the Yankees really didn't deserve or even like want to have it just happened because he came out he came out and started it but again what it doesn't matter who starts the beef whether the yankees start it or the other team starts it the yankees are always on the losing end of it right so we're yeah, it's just we're running a little long but that i need to talk about that at bat because you brought it up now like sevi and who pitched great today but the approach to taylor wasn't that bat might have been the worst the most backwards and weird like i guess that was i guess that's on higgy but what were we if you guys remember that at bat they're throwing him like they threw him like three change-ups in a row why are you afraid of taylor walls so then the count becomes three one which the only literally only thing taylor walls provides is speed but apparently today it's it's homers and great defense but really it's just his speed so obviously once the count gets three one which it never should have he should have been attacked with fastballs right away it's three one he knows okay they don't want to walk me that's all i'm good for He's definitely going to throw a fastball right down the middle on 3-1. Exactly what he did. He hits it first row into right. Like, that was really bad. And that, this that really happens like, to us. It only happens to us. And it always happens. It's literally, if you're a player on an opposing team and you see the Yankees on your schedule, say some dumb shit to the media. that Oh, the Yankees suck. They, their fans suck. They're all full of bums. You're going to hit a home run. You're going to hit a game-clinching home run or something. You're going to do something. Maybe maybe Hicks should just go on a crazy rant. Like I hate all these fans. Maybe. Yeah. Well, would we loot if we have a beef with if the Yankees have beef with Yankees? Who would come out on top? Well, Hicks wouldn't come out on top of anything. I don't think. So. No. No. Hicks no. Is, black Hicks magic could save him. He's, he's really finished. He's the a, baseball he's gods a, hate Aaron Hicks. Somebody tweeted that today. I was laughing at that after those two those two hearted balls. The baseball gods hate Aaron Hicks. I don't know. Who I mean, said it, but... obviously everyone hates Aaron Hicks. I would if I was the baseball gods. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not much more to say. <laughs> Definitely a weird stretch of games for the Yankees. I mean, you go into the race series, you hope for obviously a series win, but with the split, you don't gain anything. So it's just like a wasted series. Once you win the first two, the hope is you at least split the last yeah, two. Like, that's what, that's what drives me crazy. A split against a good team, like the Rays, especially our first time seeing them. It, you, like, you would think it's not the worst thing in the world, but when you, again, like when you go up two games in the series and then how you lose the last two games, 
scoring three runs in total and really not even three, like whatever that judge home run that really didn't mean much. Like just the offense, man, it was Glaber, only Glaber be better. And then yesterday, the only run we scored was a first inning sack fly from Rizzo. Shout out Glaber, by the way, he's up to nine home runs this year. Yes. It's a very good number. uh, Home runs from last year. Yeah. Nine last year. And I think like 140 something games. So, yep. Tied it already. Yeah, he looks he looks much yeah. better and playing great defense too. Much better so at the That's another guy that we need that you know got to keep that up the whole year. But the frustrating part about today was I texted you guys about too is the Yankees scored two runs on nine hits. That can happen. All the guys left on can base, happen. and the Rays beat them on four runs off two hits. The Rays got two can't hits happen. in this game. Can't happen. We were beat on walks and and our inability to score to get guys in actually because we did hit nine hits is it, like that's that's we say every loss frustrating. That might be at the top for me. I don't know. Yeah, and um, we say, like, Ron Marinaccio walked in two runs, you know, after coming in first and second. But not only did he walk into it, the bases were walked loaded. They they got bases loaded by walking yeah. everybody. Nobody got a hit in that inning. Scored and they walks. scored two runs. They scored two runs <laughs> in one inning off zero hits. That cannot happen. That'll pretty much sum up what's been going on with the Yankees over the last week. Last week I said to you guys – the two the two uh, COVID lists with Gallo and Higashioka is like a dark cloud. There is indeed a dark cloud over the Yankees right now. With yeah. Everything been going on with injuries and uh, bad luck too. Yesterday we lost on a bunch games. of blue pits, which was rough. But and the sh- not called third strike against Garrett Cole. And the not taking him out of the inning. But again, yeah, Garrett Cole didn't get the three two strike call that should have got him out. But you're the ace of a rotation. I know Nestor's the ace, whatever. But Cole is getting paid like the ace. Uh, you can't let that rattle you. Like he immediately, then the next batter, immediate four pitch walk. And then it sucks with two outs, a bloop single to score a run, but you can't walk Wander Franco on four pitches after not getting a strike three call. You can't let that hang over you. Like we, we've talked to Cole. Of, we, we've talked about Cole as a little diva-ish before, but we always said like, he's always locked in no matter what. But right after that missed strike call, it just, it was a different person out on the mound. He was very rattled four straight pitches. Uh, for balls and we ended up they ended up tying the game in that inning and we ultimately lost yeah gross stretch of baseball for the yankees against the rays very gross well the pitching starting pitch yeah but other than that you know offense has been gross Um, and clay holmes i love you still oh he's so good he's so good so good i credit me for that last year still Came over from the Pirates. Everybody's like, who the fuck? Why are we trading Hoy Park? We love Hoy Park for some reason. People loved Hoy Park. <laughs> I watched Clay Holmes for one game. I think he gave up like a run or something. And everybody's like, oh, he sucks. He's like, I'm like, nah, this guy's filth. Wait, Danny, Danny I could say this. I could say the same thing about Tyone. Those are our two Pirates guys that everybody, yeah. we, we stuck our necks out yeah. for those two. And those two yep. single-handedly won us that game yes. yesterday. Yes. Yep. I got a... eight, eight innings from JMO and one from Clay. Zero yes. runs, baby. I owe an apology to Tyone. I do. You do. At least I own up to it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, all right. Um, I own apology to Aaron Hicks too. He's actually been really great of late. So, yeah, Hicks has been awesome, dude. I don't know why everyone's so on his case. Um, <laughs> I love I love every now and then, you know, going into the mention section of Twitter and typing Aaron Hicks and just seeing all the all what people are saying about him on Twitter. It's so bad. Everyone's in agreement. Yankee, like I said a few weeks ago, Yankee Twitter is so united over it. It's so awesome. Yeah. So it's cool great. Uh, big stretch, big stretch this series, next series against the angels, Andrew Velasquez and Tyler Wade come back into town, as we mentioned before. And we get to see Shohei Otani for a game. 
pitch against us. So that should be fun. Last time he didn't even make it out of the first inning at Yankee Stadium. So we'll see if he has uh, different plans this time. Um, battle of the MVPs. Battle of the MVPs. Who knows? Judge and uh, Trout. Who knows? Judge. Um, that's that's all I got for today, boys. Let's go to that game. <laughs> Let's go to one of these games. Jagger is actually going to the uh, Otani game where he's pitching. Let's go Wednesday. All right. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at spread of the news and on Twitter at official STN pod and uh, subscribe on YouTube at spread of the news and like uh, this and like subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Um, my, this has been chase. Ryan. Any. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.